starting right about now. Welcome everybody to the Beat the Drum podcast. This is episode 5, the COVID All-Star Game. Uh, this week I am joined by Ethan and Luke. Say hello guys. Hello. What's up everybody? Alrighty. So we have a couple of topics that we're going to discuss today. We're going to be talking about J.J. Watt and his recent signing with the Arizona Cardinals. We are going to be talking about the MLB Spring Training, how that has just gotten started this week. And then we're going to finish it up by talking about the NBA All-Star Game that is scheduled for, I believe, next weekend. um, And our thoughts around the controversy of this game. So we're going to kick things off this week with the J.J. Watt signing to Arizona. Um, the Cardinals were a bit of a surprise. Not many people saw this one coming. Uh, a couple of weeks like ago, no one. <laughs> yeah, really. A couple of weeks ago on the podcast, we had discussed that uh, we we discussed our thoughts on where J.J. Watt would sign. Ethan, I believe you were not there for that one. I'm not too sure. I don't think so. Um, Luke had predicted he was going to go to the Steelers. I predicted he was going to go to the Packers, and I believe Mason predicted he would go to the Tennessee Titans. So those were our predictions, and we were obviously all wrong with that one. But uh, the Arizona Cardinals, well, Ethan, what do you think about J.J. Watt joining the NFC West? Um, I mean, it's it's fine, I guess. I mean, I don't really think that he'll – I mean, he's a, he's a great player, but I just don't think that team is super great. I mean, I think their defensive line will be great because I'll have Chandler Jones on one side and then J.J. Watt on the other side. So I feel like that's definitely – what like at least a sack a game if not well i mean it's gonna be more but it's at least one guaranteed for sure yeah and uh luke how do you feel about jj watt going to arizona there uh i think it was out of left field um it's not really a place that was speculated that he would go to but it makes sense because of because of the things that they have and the culture that uh that is coming in in arizona um plus they have chandler jones and I think it, Buda Baker's a strong safety, right? So he'll be coming off the edge sometimes. If correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Buda Baker is a strong safety. Yes. Yeah. He's so, one of those guys that can just do ever, like anything. Like just line yeah, them up. So I feel like, I fine. feel like they're gonna have a really good rush game, and along with that offense with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, Cardinals are gonna be they're gonna be um a team to reckon with. Yeah, I agree. I um. Before last season, like this past season started, I had predicted the Cardinals were going to the Super Bowl. I was trying to follow the trend okay. that a second-year quarterback led his team to the Super Bowl, and my pick for that was the Cardinals. I thought it was going to be Cardinals and the Chiefs with the Chiefs winning, and I got the Chiefs getting there correctly. The Cardinals, however, didn't make the playoffs, so that was definitely a, a miss on my part. But I, I really felt like the team, they started off really hot. There's even talks that Kyler Murray's going to win the MVP. And then they kind of cooled down, which, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, it was his second year as a head coach coming from college. Um, Kyler Murray's a second-year quarterback, so it's definitely a learning process. And a lot of the guys on the Cardinals weren't on the Cardinals the last playoff run that they had under Carson Palmer and Bruce Arians. So the team definitely needs to uh, – get more experience, and I think adding veteran leadership like J.J. Watt, who has played in the postseason before, can help them get to that next level. And I really feel like Watt with the Cardinals is a great great idea. Their defense was uh, the weak point, in my opinion. Uh, they have Hassan Reddick, they have Buda Baker, they have Chandler Jones. Uh, they're probably losing Pat Pete, but they could always draft the corner in the first second round. It's a very strong corner draft this year. So I feel like the Cardinals' defense could be pretty good. And they added Isaiah Simmons in last year's draft from Clemson. 
And we know he could play a, who's a the, plethora of positions. Who's the white guy that plays D line for them? Like he's also oh, he's also like decent. I just can't remember what his name is. <sighs> I'm drawing a blank there. Yeah. Like, he's just one of those guys, like, maybe he just had a, a good game against the Eagles, but I just remember there being some white dude who was on the Cardinals who was just wrecking the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of who he is, but nothing's coming to mind. But, yeah, um, we'll find it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure, it out, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Either way, I think the Cardinals... I think the Cardinals should be able to contend. Uh, with talks of Russell Wilson, might leave, like, he might leave the Seahawks. That makes the Seahawks a lot weaker. Uh, the Rams added Matt Stafford. Please. I think the Rams are going to be good next year. I think they'll win the division again, but you never really know in the NFC West. And yeah. um, then the Niners. Well, the Seattle Niners won the division mark. last year, didn't they? No, I thought did Seattle win? I thought the Rams won. No, because they had a they had a home playoff they had a home playoff game because the uh, Rams played in Seattle and then they went to Green Bay. Oh, that's right. You're right. So yeah, so I mean the Ra- I think the Rams got better by adding Stafford. Seahawks will will find out what they do. And then the Niners. The Niners are a huge question mark, in my opinion. Like, does Jimmy Garoppolo come back? Is he uh, is he the same? Like, I know he wasn't great in their Super Bowl like year, like, but he wasn't bad. So does he improve? Is he worse? Does he stay the same? Like, I feel he kind of reminds me of like Alex Smith, where like he's not usually going to be the reason that you lose, yeah. but he's not really going to be the reason that you win either. He's like that good. He's a good like I hate the term game manager. But, like, but he kind of is just, yeah, he is, like, a game manager. I just hate that term because I feel like people use it too much. No, yeah, I agree. I feel, I feel like they won't move on from him just because <laughs> contract and he, he is just a game manager. And he, he could do enough. He did have a down year, um, though he was injured. But the Cardinal, or I'm sorry, the Niners, they have more of a, a running scheme. But obviously, you'd want to have good on both sides. But I don't. I still don't think that they would uh, move on from him. I feel yeah. like if there's a better option, though, that Kyle Shanahan might not hesitate and go ahead and do that. Like, if they feel like one of these quarterbacks in the draft are worth it, they could trade up from. I believe they pick eleventh, eleventh, twelfth. I could. There. I just feel, to me, I feel like if they were going to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. They probably would have done it already just because all the good QBs that were supposedly on the market are, like, already out. And the only one that's kind of left is Deshaun Watson. But, like, there's no – it's he hasn't made it really clear that he wants to go there. And I guess you could say the other one is Russ, but there's no way on earth that they would trade him to a divisional rival like that. I agree. Yeah, so I think this J.J. Watt signing for Arizona could be good for them. I think he adds veteran leadership. He's got that playoff experience, and he's just a great player when he stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, he's just—he's he's just probably a, a Hall of Famer. I, I would agree. I think that uh, since like 2011, I want to say like he has more sacks than both Chandler Jones and Von Miller. Who yeah, are like two there's no studs. So, like, there's not very many people who have three Defensive Player of the Year awards that don't end up in the Hall of Fame like that. <laughs> yeah, for real though. And, like, five first-team All-Pros or whatever he has. Like, he's just – he's ridiculous. No, yeah, I agree. I, I really think this is a good signing for the Cardinals. If it's J.J. Watt as well, he'll be on a good team, whereas we all know with Houston that the chances of them making the playoffs are very slim, especially with Deshaun Watson most likely on his way out. But, um, They're yeah. still holding strong, but – And I did see that got... the number was retired uh, by the Cardinals organization, but the 
the family of the retired player is actually allowing Watt to wear 99, so I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah, so, like, that's, like, a fun little tidbit that was, mm-hmm. like, fun when I was doing some research on this, but, uh... Wait, I wonder who was good enough on the Cardinals to get their number retired like that. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals... I wouldn't their say only they're good a player bad franchise, like, but, like, yeah... Like, no, they're a bad franchise. Uh, they had, they've won, what, like... They've won, like, four playoff games since, like, the 40s. I don't know. I mean, at least in the last... They made the Super Bowl, what, like, like 15 10, years, ago? years ago? Some, yeah, like years ago? Like 2008, I think. And then they had a good run with uh, Carson Palmer a couple of years ago. So I feel like they have their years. I mean, Larry Fitz, of course, the greatest player in their franchise. but He's the GOAT. He is, in fact, the GOAT. But, yeah, I do I think that... Uh, I think the Cardinals could possibly sneak into the playoffs, especially with the expanded playoff now with the extra wild card uh, team. So mm-hmm. I guess we will find out next season. So um, moving on to our next topic tonight, we're going to be talking about spring training. Uh, spring training is back. Teams started playing on Sunday, which is great to see. Uh, personally, all of us are Phillies fans, so we're going to keep our eyes on the Phillies this season. But, I mean, I have the MLB Network. ESPN, stuff like that, so I have other games on if the Phillies aren't being televised, which brings me to what I wanted to talk about, is that the MLB needs to fix spring training. Um, In a a world where technology is so advanced, and in a world where, like, everything is being recorded, there's really no excuse for spring training to not be on television every single day. Um, I can understand not, like, for your announcers, like, not wanting to burn them out before the season even starts and stuff like that but but you could very easily just put on like a behind the home plate cam and just have the live like just a live feed and just like watch baseball like you're at spring training i just feel like not like today the phillies and toronto blue jays played today neither team recorded the game or neither team uh broadcasted on radio either so the only it's way like for it me never to follow, happened yeah like the only way for me to follow would be to watch the mlb app and see what's happening live but if you have somebody that's there feeding that information so that people can see, like, what's going on. Why can't you just have a camera turned on to watch, like, to watch the game? And, like, they'll post clips from games that aren't televised. So you know there's cameras going on. You know that they have footage. So why aren't we able to see it? That Like, that's just a big missed opportunity. I thought of a, I have a perfect way to fix this. All so right. what you're going to – so you could – so every year the MLB, if they really want to expand the game, and do all that dumb shit that they always say they want to do, but they never actually do. What you should do is you should hold a contest every year for universities across the country, and kids that for like kids that are in like sports broadcasting or like RTF, like me, like radio, television, film. If you win the contest, you can go down there. You can do like a cool like vacation type thing. You can like get um, like, you can get like film students or like people that want to go into like TV production like that. You can get them to go and fill the game, go and film the games. You can get guys who are like training to be like TV broadcasters, sports broadcasters, whatever it is. They can go down there if they win. They can they can do play by play for games that don't matter at all, and it gives them just good experience. It can help build a portfolio, and it's just all around like it's a win. It's a win win. Like this is not unless like the guy unless you get like a guy who comes on there and starts like swearing and stuff like that. Like there's no way that this can be a bad thing. Right. No, I think that's a great idea. Luke, how do you feel I, about I that? agree, but I think what we should do, because I know something that all the fans would love 
is if is if the players, like everyone, all the players who aren't playing, like all the star players who aren't playing for that game, if they broadcast it and they start talking, because then it also gives uh, more people to realize uh, about the player and get to know them and enjoy like their personality. Yeah, that's true. But I think a lot of like former players like that, like I mean, Mike Smith does a great job in the booth, and so does like John Crook and all them, but. A lot of players, like, nobody really, like, when you watch players do, like, post-game interviews, nobody really looks like they like it. And I guess they could have, like, a different attitude for that because they probably, like, signed up for that. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like having players do it, they, they're probably a little more awkward in the booth than someone who's, like, studying to do that. But that's, like, that's conjecture. You can do both. Who the fuck, who, who cares? <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. And to even expand on the college thing... Even if they don't want to go through the effort of holding a contest and stuff like that, which we all know the MLB puts, like, zero effort into this sort of thing. You yeah, know, I mean, like, they would never actually do that. No, but you could have this, like, the colleges in Florida or in Arizona. Like, you could have those students yeah. just do it. Like, there's so many opportunities, and there's so many ways for, like, the MLB to expand and grow the game and have people actually interested in what they're doing rather than, oh, yeah, we should uh, expand the playoffs so we can get more TV revenue. Or, oh, yeah, we should add... Uh, you know, robotic umpires and all this other jazz that nobody really cares about. The people who watch baseball are people who love baseball. And instead of trying to change what the people love, they should add things to the game instead of taking things away from the game. So You know you should you know what would help them get more exposure? Is if they stopped freaking banning people from using baseball clips on Twitter. Yeah, for real. Or if you you know the, the yeah, the NBA and the NFL Literally every like I could go on there and I could just take a video of my TV and put it on online and they wouldn't care. But like the like ML like MLB, even if of like the good fight who's like the local like SB Nation, like in the past they've even had like videos taken down because the MLB was like, nah, we're not gonna do this. Yeah, it's so annoying. And another thing is the blackouts with MLB television, where you can't watch a team in your area because of like local like broad like local contracts and stuff like that, like. It's absolutely absurd. Like, I was down on the beach one summer. I had MLB TV, and I wanted to throw the Phillies game on, and I couldn't because I was in the target zone for blackout, so I couldn't watch their game. And it's like, yeah, you want to be able to watch some other teams. Like, personally, I loved watching Angels games late at night because I'd like to see Mike Trout. But, yeah, that's fun. But, like, what if I wanted to watch the Phillies and I'm not at my house? You know, like, why Mm -hmm. am I being punished for liking a team and wanting to watch that team? So I feel like blackouts a, are the blackouts are the dumbest awful. thing ever. It's absolutely awful, and I feel like baseball. I do like the they took a step in the right direction. They hired Theo Espin, uh, former Red Sox and Cubs general manager. They uh they're basically grooming him. What it seems like to become the next commissioner in a few years, and they also That'll hired awesome. Ken Griffey Jr. as like a consultant for trying to get like more fans and stuff like that. So I think I mean, that's Ken Griffey cool. Jr. is like the coolest guy. Oh yeah, of like for the nineties. Sure. Like he was the face of baseball forever. No, I completely like, agree. Yeah, he is also like everybody knows who Ken Griffey is, and you know who, and he's the only guy that wears a backwards hat that Colin Cowherd likes. <laughs> yeah, so I I feel like they're taking some steps in the right direction, but they need to like lock and load in and actually make some good change instead of adding rules that people are just going to complain about. Because they're scared, they don't want to alienate the boomers because. Because is it like the average MLB demographic is like a forty-eight-year-old white guy or something like that? Yeah, it's, it's so something like, like that. Yeah. 
So, like, they want to jump out and expand their horizons, but then they also are like, oh, we put the integrity of baseball or whatever the fuck. So they don't want to get those people mad. Yeah. So, like, if they're going to commit one way or the other, they have to just jump in and do it. They can't keep flip-flopping side to side like they do. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. So I'm very happy the spring training's back. I'm really excited to watch more baseball, and hopefully COVID doesn't really put a damper on the season like it kind of did last year, which I don't think it'll go to like, – obviously they wouldn't cancel the season like they did again, but um, just like have games be canceled and stuff because of COVID, like it, it's probably going to happen, it's, and it's going to suck when it does, but hopefully they can keep it all under control. And so for the third and final topic – of this evening it's the title of this podcast the COVID all-star game uh, the NBA will be hosting their all-star game like they do every single year on March 7th which I believe is next Sunday or no is it this Sunday this Sunday yeah because the game stop on uh, Wednesday right so uh, this Sunday it's the NBA all-star game and a lot of there's a lot of backlash with the NBA going through with this because people are like we're in the middle of a pandemic. Why are we having an all-star game? Like we're, we're canceling regular games as it is. And there's guys like LeBron who was kind of outspoken. Like, why are we having this? But, uh, Adam Silver went through with it. He scheduled a full all-star weekend with all-star teams. Uh, I believe the draft for the team is going to come up soon. I don't believe they have announced who is going to take over for Kevin Durant as a team captain, but I saw it's probably going to be Giannis. I saw that. Um, I don't know who's taking over for, for captain, but I saw that uh, Jason Tatum was uh, slotted to take over the starting spot from him. Oh, okay. So that's yeah, that's something I know. I know Sabon, uh, Devontae Sabonis of the Pacers is taking his spot in the yeah. game. Um, yeah, he's taking he's taking his roster spot. But yeah. like I said Tatum is the one that's actually going to uh, that's actually going to start. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, the draft should be coming up soon. One of these nights, which that's it's a lot of fun. Honestly, like I really like this format. Uh, I know they're going to rock with the Kobe Bryant theme. Like, last year, how they uh, introduced the new format for the All-Star game, I know that's going to continue this year, which was a lot of fun. They had the guys actually competing out there, which was cool. So that w- that was nice to see. But with with all the controversy surrounding the All-Star game, uh, I feel like they probably, in retrospect, they probably shouldn't have this game. I mean, I'm going to watch it because it's, like, it's something fun that you watch every single year. But, like, not only this, the three-point contest, the dunk contest. Like, I feel like you, if you wanted to do an All-Star Weekend, maybe just do the game, not have the other stuff, which, I mean, I enjoy. But you, what happens if, like, you have a bunch of guys for the dunk contest, somebody tests positive, and now all these players are, like, under the protocol, you know? Like, what yeah. happens then? Also, who really does anyone like sit down and watch like the three point contest? No, I watch clips like, on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Like you, because you wait for Steph Curry to win, and then if Steph Curry doesn't win, you get you act surprised. And you're like, how the fuck did Steph Curry not win? And then you just watch the highlights. You go, oh, that's cool, I guess. And then you never think about it again. Oh yeah, like I couldn't tell you who won last year's three point contest. I know Team I LeBron honestly... won the All Star game, but I couldn't tell you who won the three yeah. point contest. Like just stuff like I, that. I <laughs> and I feel like the dunk contest, more so than anything, the dunk contest is for the fans. Like when you're throwing down sick dunks, you're doing it to like for like appraisal and like to get the fans hype and stuff like that. Which I feel like in a building where there's gonna be no fans and it's literally just like these players are gonna be dunking in front of whoever the judges are and stuff. It's gonna be quiet in there unless they pump in fake noise, which would be. Dumb. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like Shaq and like Kevin Hart. 
who are like doing judging the dunks or whatever, and then they just give a ten to everything. Yeah, there's actually no comp like like Dwayne Wade with the whole he gave a nine <laughs> a couple years ago. Like people, oh, that was hilarious. People don't actually <laughs> grade; they just throw out a ten because everything's so awesome. And I feel like yeah, but, like there's not if you don't new if you have a either. better yeah. It's like I mean I guess it's hard to say that like everything's already been done, but like like you can always think of new stuff, but like there's a lot of stuff that's kind of hard to think of now. Oh, like yeah. you can't you can't put your any part of your body through a hoop through the actual hoop because then you're just gonna be Vince Carter. And you can't jump over a car because Blake Griffin and Dwight Howard have already done it. <laughs> like there's yeah. just like not a lot of new like I'm sure there's some like new dunks out there, but like. I just feel like it's Aaron a lot Gordon's harder. Aaron Gordon tried to do him with a drone a couple of years ago, and yeah, it actually was kind of cool, but he, but he didn't actually land any of the dunks, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's always another thing, too. They try and go for these crazy dunks, but they uh, they really don't end up ever making them, and they have to go back and like just do like a simple dunk just so they get points. Yeah, it really, kill, it really kills the mood when yeah. you get three tries to try the same dunk every time, and every time you do it, everyone's just like, oh, oh, no. Yeah, when you don't hit it on the first try, it's kind of like, oh, well, that was cool, I guess. But... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, did you think anybody was snubbed from the All-Star game? I thought the rosters were pretty all right. I thought they were pretty okay. Um, the only person, like, I didn't really, there was a lot, like, especially in our area, just because we're in the Philly, like, we're in the Philly Metro. There was a lot of people that were upset that Tobias Harris didn't make the All-Star team, but, like, kind of really. I love I love Toby, but I just there's def- there's like four other players that didn't make the All Star team that I would probably take over him, and I'm a six and I'm like a diehard Sixers fan, so yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest like I'm not sold on Tobias Harris. I feel like he's being massively overpaid, and I'm still waiting for him. Like he's played better this year, I'll give him credit, but I'm still waiting for him. He's, to, like, he's been prove. I like like I would honestly like I probably put Chris Middleton over. I probably put like Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday over him. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Drew. Maybe not. But probably Chris Middleton. Maybe not Drew. Yeah, just out of respect because like he's Middleton's one of those players that's kind of like a Tobias Harris, but he's better. Like he's a better volume three point shooter. He's probably a better defender, and like he was the second best player on teams that won like sixty games in back to back years. So yeah. I can understand why he got it. No, yeah. The thing with Tobias Harris for me is that he's getting paid like an all-star, but he doesn't play like an all-star. Yeah, he's the highest paid player to never make an all-star team. Yeah, so it's just like, I he, he, he oh. seems like a great guy, and like, I root for him, obviously, he's a sixer. But like, I don't know. I just feel like he's not performing to what his contract says. And because yeah. of that, if he was paid if he was paid less, I'd have no problem with him, I feel like. But the fact that he is getting mm-hmm. the max contract and he's not performing at an all-star caliber level, and it's kind of hurting the Sixers in that aspect because it makes it harder for them to go out and add other pieces. Um, I, d- yeah. I just feel like I know people think he got snubbed. I know Sixers fans will say he got snubbed. But I personally don't think that Tobias Harris was snubbed. I mean, he probably could. Like, if he made the team, I would be like, oh, that's cool. It's good for him that he made the team. It's like when... Freaking Goran Dragic made the All Star team a couple of years ago. Yeah, where they were kind of like, this guy's been good enough, kinda to be an to be an All Star for like ten years. So I guess we'll just give it to him once. Well, wasn't Bradley Beal not on the team last year? Like, wasn't he not an All Star last year? 
No. I don't think he was actually. I don't think he was. Like, if he wasn't an all star, he wasn't. He might have been an all star, but he might have been like an injury replacement or a starter or not a starter. Right. Like Bradley Beal is lights lights out better than Tobias Harris. And for a guy like oh, him absolutely. to not make it like last year, like it just shows you like not everybody's an all star, but it, like there's even all stars who don't make the all star team. So it's like, yeah, I I just don't think that's as big of a snub. So, like I'm trying to think of like teams in the East that like. All the teams in these, like, Siakam didn't make the all-star team, but, like, who cares? It's the Raptors. Yeah, well. Um, I don't even, like, I'm trying to, like, there's no, like, when I think of, I guess Trey Young is, like, the only one that I can really think of. And, like, I guess Jimmy Butler, but he didn't play enough, really. Yeah, no, I agree there. But, like, Trey didn't make it, I don't think, did he? No, Trey Young did not. And I honestly don't think Trey Young deserves to make it. Like, he's an exciting young player, yes, but I I'm not that high on, on Trey Young personally. Yeah, I mean, I would feel I would feel kind of sick though if you traded Trey Young for Luka Doncic. Like that trade isn't terrible. No, but because Trey is still te- like he has the potential to be like a he could the, I if I can see Trey Young being not as good as James Harden, but Trey Young could have an MVP season. The only thing, and he would if you made that trade, you would win that trade. 99 times out of 100, but he just happened to trade him for Luka, yeah. who has the potential to win five MVPs. Yeah, no, Luke. I think at this far into their careers, I think Luka's proven he's the better player, which yeah, like, crazy that the Hawks traded him. But Yeah, but like I said, like it's, and in retrospect, it's not really that bad of a trade because they still got their franchise cornerstone. Yeah. But it's just your one of the – it's just the guy that you had it's just a little bit better than the guy that you have now. Right. No, I, I agree there. I if, I was a big Luka fan before the draft. Like, I thought he deserved to go number one overall. So I thought the deal wasn't ideal for the Hawks at the time it happened. Like, I was shocked that it happened. Mm-hmm. But I, I I understand it. But there, I, I mean, don't know. I, I, I honestly didn't know that much about Luka when he was drafted. Just I don't know much about Euroball. So like I know, the only thing I remember the thing that the thing that I got my most knowledge from Euroball from is uh, Mr. Bryles' class. For anyone that knows Mr. Bryles' class, when we had Matt, what was the name of that class? <laughs> oh yeah, it was like um, it was like a sports journalism class. I I forget the official name. Yeah, but we watched a documentary about a uh, not Pesha Stoyakovich, um, Drazen Petrovic, and uh, Wade Divac. When they played like Euroball in the nineties, when there was like all the wars and stuff in the uh, like the Balkans. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun to learn. Yeah, so that's for that's the, that's my literally only knowledge about Euroball, and I know that right. that's where Dirk is from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, if we look now, like Luka Doncic and Nikola Jokic, two Euro guys, and they're starting the NBA All Star game. Like European players yeah. are really starting to have like a big impact. Like I know, yeah. like Dirk and like stuff like like. Uh, Steve Nash was Steve Nash American or he's Canadian. He's Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, but like just like guys like that that are like finally like they're making a huge impact on the game now. And like before, yeah, that you could get like Pal Gasol. Like Pal Gasol was always a good player, but he was never gonna like take the league by storm. Doncic yeah. and Jokic could probably win an MVP. Yeah, like I think Doncic will before it's over. Before Doncic retires, I feel like he's got to have at least one. Yeah, I agree. Like he, I think he is that good. I like, I, the way that he plays basketball. I don't really find to be that visually appealing. 
because his shot is kind of gross to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't quite figure out what's wrong with it. But, like, his drives are nice. His, he's a great passer. He even works the boards a little bit. It's just when he's, like, he, he doesn't look like he should be pulling up from 35 feet sometimes. And his shot's kind of janky. Because, like, I don't know, his shooting his shooting arms are a little too far out and down for me. But, I don't know, it's just weird. But he's just, he's good and it. it goes in, so it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, there's guys like Sean Marion who shot so weirdly, and it was just like, they still yeah. get it. So, they, they get to the league because yeah. they're good. But, um... Yeah, exactly. I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of the Beat the Drum Podcast, Episode 5, the COVID All-Star Game. Uh, make sure oh, to... Oh, hold on. I got one more thing I want to say. Oh, yeah, go for it. I didn't, I didn't say it earlier. I, all I wanted to say was, because I, I didn't do my this year in history the last two times, because I, I was out. All right. But um, I actually have two pretty funny ones today. Uh, they're both... One's about baseball. So, in this day, in 2012... These both happened on the same day, by the way. So, the in 2012, the MLB... Um, they expand. This is when they expanded the postseason to have the second wild card team and have the play in wild card game. So that happened this day nine years ago, and this was also the same day that my least favorite NFL coach, Sean Payton, the guy with the biggest, grossest lips in the world, <laughs> got suspended for bounty gate. <laughs> All right, I love it. So uh, make sure to tune in next week for episode 6. We'll be live Tuesday night, of course. Uh, watch all the other episodes on our YouTube channel. And make sure to check out our website, www.revolutionsports.org, for some articles for the members. Just check us out. And then we have links to the videos there as well. So thanks for listening, everyone, and have a good one.